All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Dave Cast. I am your host, Dave Helmbrecht. Uh, if you listened to my first podcast, thank you very much. If you gave me some feedback, I really do appreciate it. We, more people listen than I thought, which I don't know if that makes me more nervous or whatever, but here we go with episode two. Welcome. Uh, <clears throat> no, I didn't just wake up. It is Thursday, April 12th, right around noon. And I had to get up this morning and take the kids to school. Uh, since I'm not working right now, if my ex wants me to help out with that, I do it. Why not? Uh, it's good. I like to wake up early. If I sleep in, then I kind of, I don't know, if you sleep in, you kind of wake up, and you're like, well, I slept half the day away anyway, so I might as well just keep on fucking being lazy. I don't know. That's my thing, though. So I got up, got the kids to school. Uh, one thing I wanted to riff on that I seen this morning was, ta- so I'm driving by Taco John's. For those of you that don't know, I worked at Taco John's in high school for almost my entire high school, four years of high school. Uh, so I think I actually worked there for right around three years. Started when I was like 13, going on 14. Like when I was 13, I could only work like a, so many hours or something. But I started pretty young. It was my first job. Uh, met my first ex-wife there. Uh, I guess if it wasn't for Taco John's, I wouldn't have my two kids and all that fun stuff with her. So whatever. But I'm going by there, and they say they have this new thing called Loaded Potato Olays. So for those of you who don't know what Taco John's is, then I feel sorry for you because I love Taco John's. I don't love the ones in Grand Forks, but I love Taco John's. I'll get into that in a minute. But they have a thing called potato lays, which are like little tater tots, little thinner than normal tater tots. I don't know where they get off calling them potato lays. I don't know if they're any sort of Mexican food whatsoever, but that's what they are. Well, when I worked at Taco John's, we had a thing called a potato ole bravo and a super potato ole. Well, so you take the potato lays, you put them in a little dish, you throw meat, beans, nacho cheese, shredded cheese, sour cream, green onions, I think black olives and tomatoes on it. Not healthy whatsoever, not good for you. And then we had a super potato lay, which was like the same thing with twice the size. So not healthy whatsoever. Delicious. Of course it was delicious. Ah, Sounds amazing right now. So uh, what was I saying then? So yeah, so, but they call it now, it's the same thing, but they just called loaded potato olays or whatever. So I don't know, like, I'm just, it's like, bring the potato olay bravo back. What are you doing? Uh, that's how my crazy mind works. That's what I think about Taco John's. The Taco John's in Grand Forks, North Dakota, blow. They suck so bad. I sat in the drive-thru for like 45 minutes one time, and don't ask why I sat there as long as I did, but eventually I ended up calling I didn't wait 45 minutes and then call. I waited like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Maybe it wasn't even that long. You know me, I like to exaggerate. But I actually called the store and I was like, hey, I'm in your drive-thru. You guys haven't even acknowledged that I was here. They took my order, but after that, like nobody even came to the window. I probably should have just drove around and went in and ditched at them or something, but I don't know. Who knows what happened? So that's my Taco John story. Um, And also I want to talk about uh, kombucha. Um, Me and Robin made our own kombucha at home, kombucha. Probably saying it wrong. It probably sounds so dumb. Kombucha. It's this, if you don't know what kombucha is, it's disgusting, but it's the stuff we made is actually not that bad. It has a really big time vinegar taste to it. So it's like some kind of tea. You can put fruit juice in it if you like the flavor of some kind. Uh, you can throw a little apple cider vinegar, but you don't have to. And then you get this thing called a, I call it a Scooby. A Scooby. It's like a big mushroom cap looking thing, and we ordered it on Amazon. Robin did. And so it's like making wine, but instead of putting yeast in, you put in that mushroom cap thing called the SCOBY, and it creates bacteria, which causes a slower fermentation process than making wine, 
which I know about because I'm a wine connoisseur. I make a lot of homemade wines and meads and stuff, and I'll get into that later. I think that shit's boring. I sit and talked about it to people, and they're probably like, cool, man. It sounds like science, uh, which is why I like it. I feel like it's like a homemade chemistry set for me. So, uh, But with the kombucha, so... I was drinking it this morning. I have like a glass every morning. Uh, it's got a lot of probiotics in it. It's supposedly really good for you. It tastes like I'm drinking wine, which I don't want to be drinking wine in the morning, but it's not wine. It tastes like it, but it's not. Uh, it has a little bit of a vinegar, a vinegar taste. Ours is a little sweeter, which means next time we could probably let it ferment a little longer, get rid of some of the sugars, but then it'll, you'll have a higher alcohol content. But the alcohol content in most kombuchas, I think, is less than a percent. Like, it's really, really low. Like, you'd get sick from drinking them before you got drunk. If you want to try it, fucking make a video. I'd like to see it. Um, but the kombucha stuff, so, like, I'm pretty healthy off and on. I love food. So being on a strict diet is tough for me. Like, I love food. Like, I'm addicted to sugar like everybody else, and I try to not eat very much sugar, but it's so tough. So hard. But uh, we finally got back to MAPS. So speaking of health, I got back in the gym. I took my kids in there, me, Robin, uh, her daughter, uh, and my two kids that live here on Ground Forks came with me. Uh, we did some self-defense stuff. I love uh, teaching self-defense. I love teaching other people jujitsu and things like that. And I really wanted to get my kids in there because as of late, the uh, I paused it there for a second. I don't know if you guys can tell if I paused it, but I paused it so I could take a drink. My throat's a little dry. And so my kids have been telling me a lot lately that there's a lot of fights at school. And I, I remember there being a few fights here and there at school, but nothing too crazy. My daughter like shows me videos, kids fighting at school. My son said there's, like, he's in sixth grade, and he said there's, like, two sides of boys that, like, don't like each other, and one's more white and one's more black, and I was like, oh, my God, what is wrong with any... Well, anyway, so uh, we had him at the gym. I like to hit pads with him, do a little boxing, things like that, but then I like to show him just, like, general self-defense stuff if they ever need to defend themselves at school, wherever. I don't teach them so they can become bullies and beat up people. If I ever find that shit out, I'll kick their asses. Uh, we had a good time at MAP. I was pretty sore afterwards. My neck is obviously still fucked up. Nothing, nothing better with that. I, don't, I didn't even plan on talking about that today. That's just some negative shit that I don't want to talk about. Yes, my neck is still messed up. And hopefully I have physical therapy tomorrow, and then I see my surgeon next week. So maybe I can give you guys an update on it then. Maybe in uh, episode three, or maybe even four. So I don't know how many of these I'm going to do very often. Um, it's not easy at all, like, coming up with material. I've been sitting here for quite a while making some notes, and I think the more notes I have, the better for me because I'm kind of all over the place. But uh, so back to on topic. So you know me. Um, I just banged my knee on my cupboard. I'm doing my podcast in the kitchen today because I just want to stand up and not sit down. So the little island in our kitchen is like my little podcast studio. It's pretty cool. Maybe I'll take a picture of it afterwards and post it up on Instagram. Something like that. So was that map? I ran into Vic. Uh, Victor, he's one of the coaches, MMA coaches there. Uh, he's had a few fights. He's awesome when it comes to like his conditioning and stuff. He likes to do, uh, a lot of station work. So like you hit for 30 seconds, you hit pads or hit the bag for 30 seconds. You'll jump over a line or back and forth over a line, you know, 30 seconds, do burpees, whatever, you know, you know what I'm getting at. Um, he does a lot of cool creative stuff and it's great for, uh, fight strength and conditioning. Um, and it's awesome that he's there. But the reason I bring him up is because he's, you know, he was talking to me and he was like, and you guys know that I plan on going back to coach and teach jujitsu. Like I'm not, my career, my jujitsu stuff isn't over. I love jujitsu so much that I can't, I can't give up on it now. You know what I mean? But right now I just, could I be in there teaching a little more and stuff? I could be. I just, it just, 
I'm going to be. I'm actually going to be. I'm going to start heading back there more, and hopefully some of the fighters show up, and I can show them a few things. If not, my lazy ass needs to work out the most I can anyway. So, And then, so what, what Vic told me, so I see him all over the place. But what Vic told me was, is, you know, he's, like he said, he's like, coach. He's like, he's like, you need, he calls me coach too, it's funny. He's like, you need to uh, just realize that you're not young anymore. Your body can't take the beating anymore of trying to compete, you know, grappling, even sparring and stuff still sometimes compete with some of these younger, younger bucks. You know what I mean? So, and I know that, you know what I mean? So maybe this is just a good time for me to realize that just, I need to sit back and coach and teach. And so that's what I'm going to do. So once I get my lazy ass up and going, that's what I'm going to do. So thank you, Vic, for the kind words and the motivating words. Champ. That's for you, buddy. I hate when you say it, but that's for you. I don't even know if you're going to listen to this. I hope you do. So, where am I going? Oh, I'm looking at my notes. Okay, so I'm going to start. I'm going to let you guys know a little bit about what goes on in my house. Uh, we have three cats. Well, yeah, I know you're all like, what? You have three cats in your house? Yes. Okay. I'll go into the, a little bit why we have three cats in a minute. Uh, I'm a cat person. I've worked with dogs. Obviously, I worked with dogs and trained dogs and everything else. Dogs, they kind of annoy me. They're really needy. They just, they're different than, different than cats. You can't leave them home alone very long. Leave them, even if you leave them home, they might eat shit, piss all over everything. And not that cats can't do that, but they usually don't. Like my cats are pretty well trained to use a litter box. Uh, we found, a, since we moved into a new house, we found a few piss spots on the floor here and there. And with three cats and a dog, does our house smell like pee? Probably. I don't know. Robin's real good at keeping up with uh, the senses and things like that, making sure it doesn't smell too much like a fucking barn in our house. But uh, the three cats, um, I've had the two cats for quite a while. Ivanka, uh, my oldest and longest running cat, is a uh, tortoise shell. I got her from the Humane Society. She's pretty awesome. I love her personality. She's pretty chill. Uh, Bianca, a.k.a. Fatness Everdeen, is a blue point tabby. She's fat as shit. That's why we call her Fatness. And she's pretty cool. They, the, her and Ivanka both hate the dog. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, defined, I'm explaining my cats. I don't know how to try to, like, be excited about it, but I am. I don't know. So, and then we have Juno. Juno is a barn cat we got from my cousin Chad. Uh, they have a horse farm not too far from where we live, and uh, they had a bunch of kittens like they always do, and kids decided that we needed another goddamn cat, and by the time, it was pretty much decided on. So I didn't really want it at first. Now I love her, but she, uh, that's Juno, Junebug, I call her. She's... Just a fucking barn cat. She even looks like it. But she's really pretty. She's orange. Uh, she just went into heat today for the first time ever. So I don't know if you guys have been around a cat that goes into heat. But this fucking thing is like twerking all over the house. I look over and Bailey's just chewing on her. And she doesn't even care because she, she probably thinks that Bailey's going to mate with her. I don't know. I picked her up and she gave me these come fuck me eyes. And I'm just like, Jesus, cat. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know, but I'm serious. Like when cats, if you're around cats and when they go into heat, it's pretty fucking funny. can be annoying, but it's pretty funny. And I know, who would have thought I was going to be on my podcast talking about my cat being in heat today? But I am, because that's what's going on in Dave's house. So, like I was saying, Bailey and Juno are the only two that like each other. The cats all get along, obviously, but now that we got the new dog, the older cats are like, they're still like, you know, not, not, not living in the times, you know what I mean, where it's a cat and dog world now in our house. That was dumb. Okay, so uh, Bailey and Juno get along really well. Juno, 
doesn't really fight back. Let's Bailey beat her up a little bit. Like I'll hear Bailey, I'll hear Gino screaming, and I'll look over and Bailey just dragging her across the living room by her neck. And that's funny to watch too, with the hound dog come out of Bailey. So she grabs her by the neck and thrashes her, and she cannot stop biting her. I think she, like she's playing, but there's like this look in her eye where it's like this hound dog instinct wants to just thrash that fucking cat to death. So that's interesting. Hopefully she's plays with her nice. She usually does. She gets pretty rough with her sometimes, but. My whole thing on it, too, is, like, Juno, just fight back, but she doesn't want to. So if she hurts her enough, Juno will fight back, hopefully. If not, then she's just a dumbass cat. Oh, and then Juno loves to go outside, and she sneaks outside. And now they're out in the country, I just let them. If the cats want to go outside, I let them go outside. If coyote eats them or something, I love them. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to lose them, but I don't want to keep them locked up in the house either. If they want to be outside, then fuck, I let them go outside. I try to bring them in every night, but Junebug has spent the last three nights outside, so hopefully, she said, well, the way she's acting, she doesn't have kitties in her yet. Because we do not need kitties. That's what we need is more fucking cats around her house. So enough about my pets. <laughs> this is my pet talk for today. That's what we'll call it, pet talk. I have fight talk coming up later. Um, here pretty soon, actually. Uh, I'm going to talk about the fights this weekend. So if you're into the fighting, UFC or MMA or whatever, got some of that coming up. So uh, the next on my agenda is politics. Let you guys know a little bit about my political agenda not agenda like i have an agenda like my views um i don't really care about politics like i used to um maybe because we elected a cartoon character as a president i kind of fell off a little bit and i don't really care too much about politics i also have the attitude that no matter what i do like i'm not going to change or fix anything you know what i mean like i don't know it's it's ridiculous um i think trump's an awesome president i think he's funny not awesome as a president per se but he's made some good choices. He's made some bad choices. He's, I think he's entertaining. I think I love that he goes on Twitter and says what he feels. That's great. You know what I mean? I don't want a president that hides shit. I want to know my president. If that makes any sense. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he hides a lot of shit from us still. I always sit, I sit and think, and I wonder if he's just going to do four years and then write a book and just be like, the shit I learned in four years, here it is. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty smart. That would be, you know what I mean? Like being the president, the amount of shit you must hear or know has got to be ridiculous and i'm sure they love telling donald trump that stuff so the syria russia thing my outtake on that is i don't know why just leave them let's why why go over there why bug it i mean let them deal with it i guess they're going to continue to fight no matter what we do we go over there and break it up for whatever agenda we have you know what i mean and i don't know if like trump is threatening russia now and i think it's all just a ruse to like just you know everybody thinks that he's like in cahoots with russia and they're like doing all this fucking behind-the-scenes stuff, and I don't know. I don't know. That's what I feel about it. I don't really care about politics as much as I used to. I'm pretty left on some stuff. I'm pretty right on other things. I guess that makes me a liberal is what I've been told. I don't know. I don't label myself anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very patriotic. I've served 14 years. I've been to combat. I've known people that gave their lives for our country, like, personally known them, and I, I'm a patriot. You know what I mean? I love the United States. Uh, do I think the our system is good. Do I think fucking things are done right? Probably not. But like anything else, how the hell do we even know? How do we even know? This is all new to us, you know, as humans, as fucking Americans, whatever. Uh, I think they can do things a lot better, especially nowadays with technology. I think uh, things things need to change. But who? Am, what am I going to do? So next we're going to get into fan questions. 
And I don't even know, they'll probably argue, like, I'm not a fan. I just asked him a question. So I don't know, but we're going to call it fan questions. My first one is from Jay Webster 81 Webster, I'm embarrassed by this, but I don't remember your first name. I'm thinking it's Justin, but I might be wrong. <laughs> so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. If anybody in the military, we all call each other their last names a lot. Like sometimes when you find out someone's first name, you're kind of surprised. That's how the military works. So Jay Webster 81 is his uh, Instagram handle. So if you guys want to go check him out on there, he's a uh, Air Force uh, Master Sergeant right now. He was a canine handler with me in Iraq. Uh, me and him spent about a couple months together in Iraq. Um, when I first got there, the first four months, I think he did too. We both like bounced around to different fobs and stuff. And then at the end, they centrally located us, all, all the dog handlers at uh, Balad Air Force Base, <laughs> right there in Baghdad. So um, he asks what it's like getting out of the Air Force or what it's like being out. So I'm going to cough. Hold on. Well, never mind. I'm just going to go with it. I was, I was about to cough and I was in a pause and I panicked because that's what I do. Well, Getting out. So I did 14 years in the Air Force. I was six years away from getting a pension payment. Like it would have been like $1,800. Free money every month for the rest of my life. My dad still gives me shit about it to this day. People give me shit about it. They're like, you did 14 years? Did you get kicked out? And I'm like, no, I didn't get kicked out. I got honorably discharged. So at my 14-year mark, they came down and they said, you need to be a recruiter. They were forcing me to do a job that I didn't necessarily want to do in a place that I didn't want to do it. At the same time, they offered a thing called the Volunteer uh, Separation Program, where they paid me a lump sum to get out based on how long you've been in and your rank. So a 14-year tech sergeant, at the time, they gave me a pretty good chunk of money to get out. So the reason I got out is to stay near my kids. I didn't get out for the money, because in the long run, the pension would have added up way more than what they gave me. So... I decided to get out to stay near my kids because they were, I think the nearest place as a recruiter that I could have got to Grand Forks would have been Minneapolis. So, and I wasn't ready to be five hours away from my kids. So I do live five, six, I do live over six hours away from my youngest son and that sucks really bad. And I didn't want to do that to all my kids. You know what I mean? So I jumped out of the Air Force. I went to East Grand Forks, Minnesota, I was on my first podcast, I called it North Dakota. East Grand Forks over the river in Minnesota to Northland Community College for welding. Uh, school was easy, like I talked about on the first podcast. I love school, it was easy. Well, for a company called PS Doors Manufacturing now. Well, so in the Air Force, one big, one big thing I can tell people is the money. I miss Air Force money. In the Air Force, every two weeks or first and 15th of the month, I was making almost $1,700 after child support, okay? Now, as a civilian, getting almost $20 an hour, not quite. Now I get $19.10 an hour. Everybody's so weird about don't, like at my job, to not talk about how much we all get paid and when raises come up, we're not supposed to talk about it because they don't want us to all sit and compare and realize we all got the same goddamn raise no matter how hard one person worked harder than another or one person better at the job than another. They don't, yeah. So we're not even supposed to talk about it. But I get $19 an hour. And I get, my take-home pay after two weeks is over about $800 after child support. So Air Force money is so much better. So that's what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? So I don't care that I pay child support. I'm not, ta- I'm not bringing it up because I'm bitching that I have to pay child support. I have never missed a payment until my neck gave out and I couldn't work. So I made it almost 12 years without missing a payment somewhere around there. I don't know. You know what I mean? So whatever. I'm not bitching about, I'm not bitching about it. I'm just trying to give people a comparison to 
financially what it's like, dude. If you're in the military and you've been in for a while, you're making some good money. You know what I mean? And another thing is I miss the people. I don't miss all the people. Uh, a lot of people in the Air Force are assholes because they can be and nobody can fucking say anything to correct them because they outrank other people or whatever. And it's like, that's another reason I just, I kind of fell off and didn't want to be in anymore is the, the way they treat some people, man. I put, I was a tech sergeant. I got to see how they treated people. I got to see how they treated my own troops and I put up a fight, dude, all the time. Like if you're one of my own troops, you know, I would go in and fight for you. They're not going to take my fucking stripes away because I was arguing or, you know, trying to help out one of my troops. You know what I mean? So that's, that was my that was my attitude about it. Like, I would go in and get yelled at for all my troops. I didn't give a shit. So, back on that about the people um, in civilian life, you can't really be an asshole. I mean, you can, but people will tell you how they feel. They can tell you you're an asshole. They can punch you in the face. You know what I mean? So, you kind of got to, like, keep yourself in check as a civilian in the military. If you got the rank and you're talking to people less ranked than you, you can say whatever you want, pretty much. Besides for sexual assault stuff. I'm like, that got big, you know, sexual harassment, things like that. But don't get me wrong, like, they, you know, they talk down to people pretty bad, and it's not me. And when I was in the military, man, I just, I treated everybody like a person. Uh, if higher rank was around, my, pe- my people, my troops knew to, like, play it cool and, you know, play the game, play the whole sir, sergeant game, and all that fun shit, so. But I do miss the people. I met some good people in the Air Force. I just, I've met good people everywhere I went, so that's always a plus. Um. Is in getting out. So another big thing, like I go to work, I get off at 5.30, nobody's calling me to bother me to say that my troop messed up and I got to come in and answer for him or somebody across the country in another Air Force base committed suicide and I have to go and have suicide prevention training, you know, emergency suicide prevention training. It's just, I got, I'm just, I, when I'm not working, I'm not working. You know what I mean? So the Air Force was still kind of your life even if you're not working. Uh, you can get in trouble uh, when you're not, working like on duty like in your civilian life you can get in trouble if you're in the military you're gonna get in trouble in the military too you know what i mean so if i go out and get a dui per se and then but ps doors they don't they don't give a shit as long as i show up at seven and do my job they don't care what i do outside of my job yeah if it's something that's like makes them look bad as a company like if you did some heinous crime or something but other than that you're good so that's really it, man. Like, I, I love being out. I really do. Just the financial part of it. You know what I mean? I made a lot better money. So I had, to, I had to hustle when I got out. I had to get three jobs to even be comfortable financially. So, yep, that's the big part of it. Next question, Tanner. Um, he didn't really ask a question. He just, I, I mentioned being, I want to be a stand-up comic, and then I, I write a lot of stuff down, and I have premises. I write a lot of premises down, not necessarily jokes. Yeah. I'm not going to tell any of my jokes on the podcast because I think it'll be super tacky. Um, I just, but so like things that I like to talk about are like in stuff in my personal life. A lot of people get on, like say stuff to me like, why do you talk about your colonoscopy? Why do you talk about your vasectomy? Those aren't things that people usually talk about, right? I know, but if you know me, I talk about whatever's on my mind and I'm not afraid to tell people that I've had a colonoscopy or a vasectomy. So I got a lot of funny stuff that goes with a colonoscopy. A lot of it has to do with, like, the appointments leading up to it. Like, not only are you going to get five foot of garden hose up your ass for the actual colonoscopy, but, like, you're going to get a finger or two and a probe or two up your ass, like, on the way there. So I got some pretty funny stuff on that. I'm not going to talk about it on here. If you guys just heard that, that's my cat sneezing up on the cupboard. So uh, 
the vasectomy, things like that. I had a vasectomy in 08. I don't, you know what I mean? It's probably the best thing I ever did. I don't need any more kids. I don't need any more child support. You know me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but the reason I don't mind talking about some personal stuff, especially to like around other people, even people you don't even know very well, but you, I don't know, maybe you're comfortable enough with them to try to share it. But like, let's say Steve over here is going to have to have a colonoscopy in a couple of weeks or in a month or whenever. And you know what I mean? He's nervous about it. He doesn't know what to expect. And if he knows that I've had a colonoscopy, man, maybe he'll ask me some questions. Maybe I can ease his mind. Maybe, maybe I can let him know how it was, how it was for me. Uh, it was actually, if you guys want to know, it was pretty chill. It wasn't, you know, I mean, they sedate you and then you wake up, you wake up hungry as fuck. Cause you had to fl- flush your whole system out the night before. And I got a bunch of funny stuff about that. They make you drink this shit that like, ugh, like it's no, I don't think gross. It tastes like a hospital smells. So maybe that's gross, but I mean, you can mix it with orange juice and stuff, but that shit cleans you out like instantly. It's ridiculous. So yeah, maybe I don't want to talk about stuff like that, but the reason I do, like I was saying, so like, Honestly, I, I just like, maybe I can help somebody else out. Maybe somebody else has a colonoscopy or vasectomy coming up and they can be like, man, I have one, you know, or whatever. And I give them some pointers, give them, let them know how it was for me, ease their mind a little bit, maybe make them worry more. I don't know. You know me, I like to exaggerate some stuff or get excited about things. So, uh, I totally miss fight talk, but that's, uh, we're going to fight talk next, but that's just, this is what I, I was going to try to end on that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if people don't know, if people don't know what I've been through or what I've experienced, like, how can they ask me my opinion on it? And I love telling people and helping them out. It's like my whole, my whole thing. I love helping other people. So fight talk. Okay. Uh, fight talk was supposed to be back a while and I missed it completely. Uh, it was like a little segue thing I had going on, but Hey, whatever, not perfect yet. Only episode two. So, uh, what would I want to talk about? Fight talk. Uh, we're going to talk about UFC on Fox 29, which is this weekend, Dustin Poirier and just, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje uh, are the main event for that one. And I'm super excited about that fight. But first of all, I want to like give my opinion on Conor McGregor and his whole vandalizing that van and just acting like a fucking complete nut. I honestly think it was a publicity stunt that just went way overboard. Uh, I haven't heard much about it since. I know he went to court and he was, I don't think he ever actually went to jail. And the guy's got millions. He's never going to go to jail. But uh, I know Ray Borg was in the bus that they were vandalized and he hurt his eye, he got glass in his eye. And that's just no, f- man, just, I get it. Like there's the, the antics and stuff, which I think are ridiculous. And I don't think that the UFC needs them, but it is what it is, you know, and somebody got hurt off of it and hopefully Connor pays the price. And I want to see him fight again, for sure. I love Connor McGregor when it comes to him fighting and, and all that, but he is, he is a showman and I think he went over the top with it. So that's my take on that. So on UFC, on Fox 29 this weekend, you have Dustin Poirier, uh, Justin Gaethje. I almost messed it up a second time. Uh, Dustin Poirier is coming off a really big win against Anthony Pettis. Dude, if you didn't watch that fight, that was a fuck. They were both covered in blood. Uh, Dustin busted him open right away with an elbow. Anthony came back with elbows and busted him open, and it was just a bloody mess. It was a war, and then at the end, uh, Anthony Pettis uh, had a rib, a broken rib or a rib injury, and... It sucks that it had to end that way, but uh, Dustin was about to mount him in a, in a with a he had like a oh he had a body triangle on and he was about to, and he mounted him and, and I guess it put too much pressure on his ribs and he had to tap so uh, and then Dustin uh, Gaethje I don't know that much about him I know a little I know I mean I know plenty about him but 
I don't really, I haven't really watched too many of his previous fights. I know his last fight with Eddie Alvarez was really good. Uh, he has some nasty leg kicks, but uh, Eddie's a veteran man, and I don't know if people thought Justin was going to go in and beat up Eddie because Eddie's had a bad run of luck uh, in the last few fights or whatever. But Eddie, Eddie Alvarez is a machine, and that dude, no joke, man. So. Uh, Justin Gaethje lost to him. Uh, Eddie caught him with a huge knee, but it, up until that point, it was a war, a huge war. Uh, it was another good fight. If you haven't seen it, watch that one. Uh, both guys have questionable chins. Um, both have been knocked out. J uh, Justin, of course, by Eddie, and then uh, Dustin Poirier got knocked out by Connor. And I don't know if he's been knocked out other other times or not, but he's been in some barn burners too. So my pick on that one, it's not, this is a really tough pick, and I actually haven't decided yet. I'm going to decide right now live. Oh, not live while I record it, but I think I'm gonna go with Justin Gaethje. Um, Dustin Poirier is a—he's tough man, but Gaethje—he's hungry. He's really hungry. Dustin's hungry. See, it's so tough for me to pick, but I'm gonna go with Justin Gaethje TKO third round. Uh, and then the only other fight on there I want to talk about is Carlos Condit and Alex, the other cowboy, Alavera. Uh, the rest of these fights on this card, of course, I know some of them. Obviously, I know a few of them, but a lot of them I don't even know. So if you make me choose over, you know what I mean? Like, if you make me choose, I'm just going to go on YouTube and watch both of their highlight videos, and whoever has the best highlight video, I'm picking it. So <laughs> I'm just, that's sort of a joke, but it's not. Like, there's a lot of up-and-comers that I haven't really kept track of, you know what I mean? I don't watch every single uh, UFC like I used to. Um, but anyway, back to it. So the other, only other fight, Carlos Condit is a legend. He is on a three-loss streak, though. Like, he lost to, not to hang your head about, but Robbie Lawler, Damian Maya, Neil Magny. It was his last three fights, and he lost them all. So he's, he's hungry for a win. <sighs> Carlos Condit's a legend. He's been around forever. I think he's ready to hang it up, and I think all, Alex Oliveira is just a guy they gave him to get a win so he can retire. I might not know what I'm talking about whatsoever, but that's what I think. I think it'd be good for him to to wipe the floor with Alex and then Alex Oliveira and then, uh, and then retire. But I don't know what I'm, I don't know if that's his plan. No idea, but that's what I think he should do. And who am I? Pff, I don't know. I'm fucking Dave Helmbrecht. Um, yeah. So I got Carlos Condit. Um, let's just say, I think Carlos subs him second round. So that's my take on that one. So those are the only two I'm going to do off the whole card. I'm telling you the rest of the card is like, I know, um, Tim Bosch is on there. Uh, uh, Michelle Watterson, uh, there's a few names on here that are that are legit, but there's a lot of up-and-comers, and those the free fights on Fox is what it usually is a lot of up-and-comers, but those fights are actually really good. Those people are like, they're they're hungry, and they want to win, they want that contract, you know what I mean? Like, they want to get paid, so don't blame them. Uh, so one last thing I was going to talk about is my nephew, Aiden, is... Uh, He's, my sister told me that he's doing stand-up comedy for his talent contest, and I'm super proud of him. I'm so excited. He's a funny, goofy kid, and I want him to continue to be a funny, goofy kid, and just, he's, it's awesome. I'm so happy. And he was telling me, or my sister was telling me some of his jokes, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw them out here, but they made me laugh pretty good, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And then, uh, I'm thinking about doing this on YouTube as well, so... I know some podcasters, like, I, you watch Joe Rogan's or you watch A Fighter a Kid, and sometimes, like, facial expressions can make things funnier. Um, watching, you get to see the videos or the stuff they're looking at that they're commenting on can help, too. So, in the, in the future, I don't know, probably not episode three or four, I don't know, but I'm going to 
maybe possibly start YouTubing it. I don't know if you guys want to see my mug or not, but it's an idea. Something to do. Uh, like I said, I'm stuck at home doing nothing, so I'm trying to find stuff to do and talking to you guys. It seems like it went pretty well the first time. I think I'm doing all right this time. So, uh, But that's it. That's the closing. So I hope you guys enjoyed the second one. Uh, this one went a little longer, and I'm, I, I, if I can you know, keep talking about stuff and just keep it going. Like I said, this isn't easy. I've done 32 minutes right now, and it's not easy to sit here and just talk by yourself. Uh, notes helped a lot this time around um i said i'm a lot still i'm saying um hopefully i can get rid of that they just need to become i just need to find a new verbal pause or just pause and then keep going but uh you can look me up funny welder on instagram i'm funny welder on soundcloud uh some have a space between them i think soundcloud has a space in between them the other ones don't it's all just funny welder f-u-n-n-y-w-e-l-d-e-r i almost spelled out funny and then just said welder (laughs) Anyway, uh, if you want to email me for the podcast, is davespodcast1 at gmail.com. So if you can't get a hold of me on Instagram or if you know Robin, you can always write Robin on her Facebook. Like I said, I'm off of Facebook. Don't want to be on Facebook. Facebook is just pure hatred. Um, I love that in our technological era, we can pass around information the way we can and get stuff out there. But at the same time, hate gets out there. And I just couldn't handle Facebook anymore. And so, yeah, if you guys need to get a hold of me through Facebook, hit up Robin, Robin Spain. Uh, but that's it. That's episode two. So once again, let me know your guys' feedback. Uh, if you got any questions and you want me to talk about it, answer it, like I said, anything, let me know, you guys. So uh, I really do appreciate you guys listening to me. Um, if you don't like what I have to say, don't listen to me. I really don't care. But Hopefully I can, uh, if you, you know, especially some of my old friends and stuff that want to catch up. I mean, I guess this is a pretty good way to sit and just listen to me tell you about my life and what I got going on and how I feel about certain things. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty interesting sometimes and still working on having some guests. So we're going to figure that all out. I know Megan, uh, Megan at map wants to do a co-op podcast. Like I talked about in the first one. So that's in the works. So yeah. Um, if you have any questions, hit me up. If not later.